that. Let's have everyone right in the mic. Oh, a nice, a nice sound. That'd be yeah. good. Yeah. Does anyone need anyone? I was gonna just about. Okay. Shh. Oh, oh that was yes. Yeah. Katie, Katie, Becca, Anne Marie, Lauren, and our guest Ian. So welcome, Hi, Ian. Hi, Ian. We're super excited to have you. Um, so take it away. Let's get it started. Okay. So to clarify a couple of things right out of the gate that'll be apparent real fast. I'm not Vietnamese. Do not speak Vietnamese. <laughs> And uh, do not know how to pronounce. Hmm? Not a woman. Not not a woman, <laughs> which also by now may or may not be apparent. I also want to just note for everybody that Ian has really good notes, um, but I'm he had number one page underneath number four page. So. Well, I'd already memorized the number <laughs> so one. So I'm really page. excited to see how it's this good. goes. We're I'm just, we're really one. excited. We're going backwards. <laughs> I like, I like the, Ian number is yeah. different than this. I like it. This is like, like a flashback it. movie where it's like we start <laughs> and end and then. So he's, that's the whiskey talk. He's trying to yeah. break the wheel. Like, that's great. I love do you need more whiskey? I, I, I don't, but if I, when I do, I have it right here Perfect. between my, what were, I was told were my man's spread <laughs> legs <laughs> a few moments ago. I mean, if, if I had a lot of junk in there, I think I would be really <laughs> it, It's, it's, it's just a defense mechanism from riding on the Metro where I'm a tall guy <laughs> and the seat comes to about here. And it's so fair. that it's very fair. quickly becomes no, the natural. No one's uh, judging you, man. Man, your body's your choice. You do what you gotta do. Yeah. Whatever makes you comfortable. Yeah. But, oh my god, uh, can we not put man spreading under choice? No. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, that applies only to this room where you were invited and it's a couch. We don't care in this room. Yeah. In this space, be free. Yeah. Alright, Ian, get to it. Okay. So, the Trunk Sisters. Uh, just. And I can't even describe the diacritic marks that go on how they spell the name, but let's say trunk, T-R-U-N-G. Uh, and there's two of them. Truck, T-R-A-C, is the elder, and Ni, N-H-I, is the younger. And um, we'll start the story just for a little context, a little bit before they're born, around 100 B.C., B.C.E., whatever your preference is. Um... Nam Viet is this independent kingdom empire that's partly northern Vietnam, partly southern China. And it's independent and it's doing its thing, but it's, it's got the misfortune of having this neighbor to the north that's the enormous Han Chinese empire. It's not good. When you're, when you're a little country next to it, enormous country than your Poland and life is Ooh, life is hard. It's kind Poland. of like living in Capitol Hill uh, yeah. and your, your neighbor's the capital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. that. We need another monument to one of our old white guys. Don't mind if we do take care of law. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're independent and, and here's a lot of what I'm going to say here. I can see how people would come on Twitter or whatever your various comment reception messages are and argue with it and the thing is the written history is a little shaky for this era of Vietnamese history so a lot of it's based on oral stuff and legend and like what the Chinese wrote and they wait, had their agenda. Wait. The details of history are dicey? <laughs> well this time it's super <laughs> extra dicey. <laughs> like, Especially women's history? I am shocked. 
I mean, this, yes, true. Yeah. This is dicey to the point of questioning whether people can literally walk into clouds or oh. not. So, I, vote yes. I mean, if you have yacht bug breath, <laughs> you can do fucking anything. It's the breath so the clouds and the people are on the ground. So, but, so one of the things that a lot of the, the scholarship suggests is that Vietnamese culture at this point is is if not mostly, they're at least almost equally sort of matriarchal. There's, there's women can inherit through like female lines. Great. Uh, there's supposedly, although I saw some dispute about this, they, you know, they can be judges, they can hold these relatively high positions in society for the time and the place. Um, and, and there's still some evidence of that today that has survived through the years. But so, so we'll, we'll take it as a given that there's this matriarchal Vietnam that's happening. Right, a given. And then to the north you have Han China, which has by now embraced Confucianism. And Confucius has said, like, oh yeah, you're, you know, matriarchal society, yeah, fuck, fuck all that. Uh, you know, we're going to have a long list of rules, and one of them is going to be the set of the three obediences, which is if you're a woman, mm -hmm. then when you're a child, you're obedient to your father. When you're married, you're obedient to your husband. And when you're dead, when your husband's dead, you're obedient to your sons. Uh, so that it's like seems... there's never any getting out of this. What a disaster uh, like, that would be. Yeah. Guys, oh my god, I'm, I'm just trying, trying to, to imagine. I'm trying to imagine my mom trying to obey my brother. Or like my mother had three daughters. She probably wouldn't have been free from obedience from someone. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that comes with your dentist. <laughs> yeah. If you have three daughters, it's automatically your dentist. And if your dentist, if your dentist is a woman, you're obedient to the um to the your local gas station attendant. I believe is who you consult. If it's a man walking down the street, yes, his, his opinion yeah. is more than yours. Yeah. Anyway. And so these are these two forces that that we have, and I don't want to oversell the idea that this is a battle between people that wanted to impose male dominance and people that wanted to sustain female like equality, yeah. because there's a lot of other political and cultural and tax things going on. Exactly. But point is, the Han Chinese say, well, shit, there's like 60 million of us, and not anywhere near that many million of Vietnamese, so we'll just, we'll, we'll take that now, thank you. Um, and, and initially there's, there's nothing they can really do to resist. Cause at this point it's around, uh, I want to say 111 BC that, that China takes over Nam Viet. And I absolutely wrote down the numbers wrong, even when I was sober. Cause I said, Oh, in hundred BC it was independent. In 111 BC it wasn't. It works different in BCE. It's true. Oh, yeah. It's true. different. Yeah. Yep. It back. Around the other way. The other way. general uh, time frame. Backwards, it's not okay. forwards. We're not nitpicky about these. Point is, the Han Chinese begin what will turn out to be a more or less uninterrupted millennium of Chinese domination of Vietnam, which part of this podcast could be called Why Was the Vietnam War Dumb? And it's not for any specific political reason about the war or even war being bad. It's because... Vietnam plays a long game. <laughs> they play a way fucking longer game than we were prepared to deal with. If they're going to spend a thousand years 
waiting to figure out how to kick out China, they could manage, like, the Johnson-Nixon years. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, your presidency will last four years. Good luck. And I will say, and, and uh, you know, I, I was in Vietnam for a few weeks on a vacation, and, and my family and people will ask me, older people say, well, well you know, did they seem upset about about the war and I said well which one because not ours <laughs> they seemed confused about why we showed up and stopped them from killing French and Chinese people which is all they wanted to do yeah like yeah. why did you come interrupt us we have them we have a score to settle <laughs> um but so anyway all right this invasion happens and and right out of the gate China brings two main things they bring confucianism so trying to impose this very ordered society that is extraordinarily patriarchal and tax collectors who are you know why bother taking over this territory except for that uh so they do that and for you know 150 some odd years this is just the, the way things go because hand china is so much bigger and more powerful than in Vietnam. Well, then around 1280, the Trung sisters are born. And Trung, like I said, is the oldest. Um, he comes a little later. And they're daughters of the uh, the prefect of Meilin, or Meiling, I'm not quite sure, again. Uh, but so anyway, about as high-ranking an official as the local Vietnamese could get. And, and part of that meant that in their upbringing, they were exposed to sort of martial arts, not just in the, you know, hand-to-hand, but seeing military shit happen around mm-hmm. them. And we don't have a real detailed history of their early life, but based on what they did later, it's hard to imagine that they were just sitting by drinking Vietnamese coffees or whatever the fuck while, while things were... Like, they must have been... Their, their father must have been letting them get down and dirty with some of their shit from <laughs> from early on. Hopefully, while also dirty. having a Vietnamese coffee, those things were delicious. I know. And I hope really they had that in their lives. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. I don't I don't know that they had coffee at that point. It's a pity because oh. everyone should saying, have it. What was that about like? coffee, but I won't get into it. <laughs> 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 so, as part of this, you know, being. Daughters of the important dude, uh, Trung Trak meets the Sak. T H I S A C H. Again, apologies to all native Vietnamese speakers and historians, of which I'm sure there's so very many uh, listening at this exact moment. So we'll have a process. We're very popular uh, there. Uh, <laughs> they really are niche. Very big there. And, and the Vietnamese scholars. Thesak is the the son of sort of the neighboring prefecture, and I should say that the prefect the the prefecture that they were in is basically it's like a suburb of Hanoi now, or it's it's right up there. So northern Vietnam, which really when you talk about Vietnam in this part of history, it just means the northern half because the southern mm-hmm. half is being run by the Khmer Empire, and that's a whole different thing that I know even less about than I know about this. Uh, so they meet and they fall in love and they get married. Beautiful. So far. And that's it. That's the end of the story. They just have a happy life and are equal. No, that's not even remotely true. So, so Thesag eventually becomes prefect of his town. And over this whole time, you know, Trung, uh, the Trung sisters have both been witnessing, A, sort of the increasingly dickish nature of the 
Chinese occupation and the Confucian sort of cultural assimilate, assimilation and the tax collecting and all that. Assimilation. Uh, assimilation. Really? Probably there was... <laughs> I, really love, I really love that the patriarchy and the tax collectors come hand in hand here. That's I true. Don't, I don't know also, what Also, I was thinking tax collector and I remember being in Sunday school and being like, oh, I wonder who the tax collectors are. And now I just know... It's the internet. <laughs> I mean, it's tax season. The internet has taken my taxes. Like, it's TurboTax. TurboTax came in. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> TurboTax came into Vietnam. Got it. It's those weird monsters from yeah. the, the TurboTax or the whatever, whichever tax right. company has. My favorite thing about living in Columbia Heights is the, like, the blow up, you know, the, like, the the blow-up man outside of car dealerships that just yes. says, Impuestos! Impuestos! <laughs> like, every time you just bike on 14th Street, it's like a you know reminder in Spanish, like, in a really friendly way <laughs> that your taxes are due. <laughs> wow, the man's ways. really figured out some great new communication techniques. <laughs> the man? Yeah. So, <laughs> I thought it was the internet. It's both are... Those overlap so well. A blow-up impuestos collection. Yeah. Is what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that got a little off topic. No, it's actually, it's exactly right. Because basically it turns out the Vietnamese, or the the Chinese authorities had the same basic system where they had a guy waving his arms (laughs) up front asking for taxes, except it was poor Thisak because they were poking him to death with a spear. Oh, no. Because he said, like, no, fuck all this. We're done with the taxes and the, the cultural stuff. And so, so the, they're poking her husband with a spear. Well, they kill him with a spear. Because he will not submit or, to their patriarchy and taxes. Uh, how hard he was fighting the patriarchy, I don't know. The but patriarchy the, tax, but the taxes. The taxes, I mean, the overall, the broader picture of cultural assimilation and sort of just changing all of Vietnamese culture, which to this day bears a lot of the stamps of Confucianism. Sure. Um, yeah. The, you know, he was opposed to all that. And I also, I guess I can't say spear, but they poked him to death with something. So he's, dead. He's, he's dead now. So her husband and then, is killed. whatever they're poking to death. And then depending, and she's like, fuck this shit. Depending on is the... Is it knitting needle? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something phallic, let's be honest. It was a dildo. As my, bro- okay. so as my brother was, told oh. my grandmother over Easter, oh. anything is a dildo if you're brave enough. <laughs> Series finale. We're going out on that. <laughs> Lord have mercy, and, and Jesus has risen. Uh, Christ the has Unitarian come. Church has really <laughs> corrupted you. Oh, these, are, these are Catholics. These are Catholics. Really? Are about. Just, anyway, uh, how do we come back from that? I yeah. don't know. All right, so her husband is dead. Right. <laughs> Depending right. on the account, dead they then, just for like to drive the point home, rape her. Oh. Although, from cool. honestly, like, I'm this way, that way on whether, because it, it doesn't seem in keeping with sort of the rest of what I could read about the occupation. Like, that did not seem to be a common weapon of, of okay. subjugation. I not believe it, though. Well, no, I don't, I don't just outright yeah. reject it, but 
it's one of those things that isn't in all the accounts. Like all the accounts agree that okay, they killed her husband. Okay, all but also, like, well, this is account. this is a rabbit hole. But like, there's like this section of civil war. I've started getting really into civil war history recently, and like, there's all these people who like will say like, oh, Union soldiers never raped Confederate women, and like that is. No, like patently false. Ian just, Ian just shook his head very vehemently. Like, yeah. No. Well, yeah, okay. Is not I mean, I'm fact. from North Carolina, but regardless, no. I, I know enough to know that if soldiers go to a place, yeah. somebody's yeah. getting raped there. That's yeah. just what's I happening. I think that it's part of any sort of like conquering horde throughout history. Right. Like they are pillaging and right. they're raping. Like right. that is what they're doing. Yes. Right. So sorry, <laughs> our Confederate sorry. fans are gonna be really happy that you yeah, all the of our Confederate <laughs> horde, conquering horde. I really feel like the most is popular <laughs> feminist podcast right? in the sound. Right? <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our constituents are really Vietnamese scholars <laughs> and Confederate feminists. Confederate feminists. God, this is really crazy. Jesus Christ. Daughters of the American Revolution, are you listening? <laughs> are there actually daughters of the Confederacy? Ian is yeah. pouring more whiskey now because he can't deal with us. No, I... He's I like, what? He's so pleased with the whole situation. He wants to continue. I'm pleased, but I'm already... I'm doing my best to navigate this minefield for... for if this didn't make earlier cuts, I... My bachelor party was last weekend, and this is so much the opposite experience of that, other than the alcohol, that... <laughs> it's just taking but everything I got. There is a common it. thread that unites what us all, which is booze. Wait, what is the opposite? Like, like literally, our only you guys, you guys have all There's have all involved. spoken to each other in a very supportive manner and like requested permission to speak and and or like to to like express your feelings and things. And all of our communication for three days was. Like, even our, our love for each other was expressed primarily by disparaging each other's sexual potency and intelligence and... Like, we've all moved past the part where our sexual preference, that's no longer in the question, and, and one of the guests in fact was, is, is openly gay, so we were all respectful. Imagine y'all surprised when you thought that was a diss and then later figured out that was just a thing. <laughs> that's, that's its own separate long conversation to happen. Actually, Kyle is gay, and that's alright. Yeah. We don't need to just say that's gay anymore. Yeah. That's our we friend. We moved on. Yeah. yeah. Should uh, we start talking about Vietnamese history? Yeah. We, 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 we We're coming back. So anyway... So her husband Right, not right. A uh, husband murdered. Regard. Point is, she's super pissed. Is this Fair. the younger sister or the older? The older sister. Okay. But the younger sister also super pissed. Yeah, pissed sure. For each other. Listen, it's a sister. My right sister. There. She found out that my husband was murdered and I was raped. She would come at whoever it was. Do either of your siblings have access to Indian elephants? Because that they will don't. Be... But okay. they really like, should let me get call them real quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would go ahead and get them to hook that up. My brother works for the Federal Reserve, and he told me that they have a sauna in the basement. And I wouldn't Does be surprised. As the same level as an elephant. <laughs> Janet Yellen, when she was there, probably had... So your brother might not have access, but Janet Yellen definitely had access to... Who even is that? (laughs) (laughs) This is the podcast where we name drop people we have no idea. That's all we do here. We're just going to throw out a new guy who Donald Trump likes. (laughs) I've never done Oh, That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, oh, please continue. Heavens. So I'm guessing Indian elephants play into this. They will, they will eventually show up. 
Uh, or well, yeah. So anyway, they they immediately they say (laughs) we're just done with all this shit, all this Chinese nonsense. We're done with, and and just by, you know. Whatever had happened previously, when the, when the Chinese cracked down, the the murder, the rape, the the idea was that a, I know, and I hate to say it, like just no, like, I, you know, I'm not yeah, we're with you. But <laughs> but the idea and and the the perpetrator's mind was okay. Well, this you know, a we know this lady has always been kind of mouthy. This will shut her up because she's a <laughs> widow now, and so Ooh. she's gonna have to go and be quiet. And also, like, this will show all the other wives and prefects and things in town. This is the Confucian Chinese people, not Ian's. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So just by sheer... The, basically, the Chinese judge wrong. Because they, they did not yet know, they had no way to know, that Vietnamese, as a culture, will fight you for literally a thousand years until you leave them alone. And so they didn't know that. And but, they found out real quick, because these ladies said, this is horseshit, uh, and we're tired of it. And so, so they, go fuck yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And just, just in the, the town they lived in, they got enough peasants and, and people with whatever, pointed sticks together to throw out the local garrison. And they took over what, something that's called a commandery, which from what I can tell is something between like a county seat and a state capital. So like, uh, I don't know, Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay, uh, so they took over the you know, Vietnamese. A town equivalent, the medium-sized town, yeah, of Greensboro, North Carolina. It's a it's a town you've heard of, but But not like the most important town. I don't know that I've heard of Greensboro. Well, now you have. I feel like there was like a a big uh, civil rights movement in Greensboro. There was, there was. Also, the commie Nazi shootout, which if it had a feminist element, I would come talk about. Uh, But it just had. Nazi shooting communists, so... It I think we're it. all agreed that you're already coming back. Yeah. <laughs> so, so get get that in your... Uh, Based on your whiskey consumption bucket. alone. <laughs> no, do, you need, do you need a top up, maybe? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I just, okay. I, just, I just took myself up. I think that should be our uh, tagline. Do you need a top up, mate? <laughs> mate? 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 So anyway, they take over this, this place, and then... Very quickly, the, the, again, the details of how they do this and the timeline they do it are unclear, but they get an army of about 80,000 men and women, mm-hmm. which for a country Damn. the size of their part of, of Vietnam at this point is, is impressive. And they have 36 female generals. Hell yeah. Which, what? which on Hell the yeah. one hand, very impressive that they've got so many female generals. On the other hand, possibly more generals than are strictly speaking required for 80,000 people. <laughs> but... You know what? You know. How many women rule like consensus and 36 of them wanted to be generals? So I did, I did like a tiny, tiny bit of research. I, I heard that one of them was their mother. Was in fact their mother. That's so dumb. Yeah, They're that. like, Ma, Ma, get in here. And, and, and one of them. That was a big, a bossy ass lady. Ma, Ma, get in here. My mom is a general, just keeps buying everybody wine. My mom will definitely listen to this. And if I start a war, you can definitely be. General mom. Hell yeah, uh, case, mom. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are all in for this war. <laughs> My mother's already the general of our entire family and manages literally everything. Hell yeah, Katie, other Katie's mom. Other Katie's mom. <laughs> yes, she's amazing. Anyway, mothers could be amazing generals. I believe that. They are. They keep us drunk. They keep us organized. I'm sure there are many amazing generals who are also mothers and war queens. Currently, yeah. 
So. Well, at least mention a captain who, in one sense, was amazing, and in another sense, not so amazing, a mother. But we'll get to that, I promise. We'll oh, do yes. another, we'll do another teaser early. Uh, so they've got these these generals in here. One of them is their mom, and one of the examples that was given to sort of support this premise that Vietnamese society at the time was in the transitional phase between being matriarchal and and the currently more Confucian element was that there's still a lot of shrines to this day of the Trung sisters, of their mom, of Lady Chu, who we'll talk about in a minute. There's none of any of the men involved yeah. in this end of the story, yeah. even when they are sort of relevant to it potentially. Like the father who let the or had the daughters be military educated, like the husband is. There's no shrines to any of these people, but there's shrines and parties every year for the, the two sisters and the mother, and and the other one will the other lady will mention. I love it. So they end up taking. I saw a couple of different numbers, somewhere between 65 and 85 towns and citadels, so like forts. They, they, they never quite cracked the, the really big cities, which were mostly located in what we now think of southern China as anyway, from what I can tell. But so they take over this whole thing, and by, uh, and also they're, they're, this whole time they're using war elephants, like Indian elephants that they sit on. Fuck yeah! And to this day they're dependent. I mean, I've seen 300, so. <laughs> right? Um... My question is how Not do I get? Not quite the same time, always, but yes. My question is how do I get a war elephant for now, like for a rally? Right. Like we have, I want to just yeah. Take like for it a right birth control and... rally, I need a war elephant. So the National Zoo has a bunch of Asian elephants. Yeah. Maybe they were trained. In I war. I happen to see like this, this massive motorcade of police way. cars coming down Connecticut Avenue the other day, and I thought like Mike Pence was coming to do something shitty. About, there was an like, elephant. Or something. Or something. It turned out it was an elephant they were escorting Yay! down to the zoo. Okay. has a painting in her bedroom painted by an elephant at That's the Indianapolis dope. Zoo. Elephants can probably be trained to was, fuck shit up. Yeah. And, was and, it a heavily um, sedated elephant? No. <laughs> no. They can, like, And since Mike Pence's wife is into art therapy, you've got several tie-ins there. You so can still make the Pence connection. Yeah. But anyway, these elephants... Uh, the, the, China, for whatever reason, didn't use a lot of the, the war elephants. I, I guess they don't have as many of them in... Mainland well, China, but, but Vietnam did have them, and at this point, China was just getting into having like horse cavalry because they're mostly worried about the Mongols to the north. But, right. Uh, mm-hmm. But then cavalry is not much used in the jungle in Vietnam, uh, and so they're going up with. They've got iron swords, good technology for the day. They're basically, for people at home, you can think of China at this time as being very comparable to the Roman Empire at the time. They're they're same. Approximate size of population, they're controlling a bunch of people. But Hannibal's the one who used elephants. Yeah. Uh, but Hannibal used elephants against, against Rome. the Romans. So uh, let's not and, get it confused. And, and, and the Drone Sisters, among others, were the ones that used the elephants against the Chinese. So they're, Got it. they're always depicted now in, in sort of iconography and in their temples as riding either together or on separate 
War elephants. Badass. And again, an Indian elephant weighs somewhere between five and 11,000 pounds. Yes. When I die, I want my portrait of me to be on a war elephant. There so you go. We're all clear. What? Why do you have to that? die? Why can't it just be now? I mean, before <laughs> now, if somebody wants to get that for me, it's a great gift. But like, especially yeah. before I thought, I thought you were going to say, when I die, I want to be in between five and 11,000 pounds. Because <laughs> I would be like, no! I'm gonna have hella stretch marks when I die. <laughs> I think beyond that, I don't think you can survive at 5,000 pounds. <laughs> you need structural support. Yeah, because I don't think that's quite. Really? Not that we're fat shaming. No. If that's your weight, if that, that's. You, I don't think 5,000. I don't think that's an Listen. average. Um, but also, yeah, let's, whoever said that, let's not make that a death goal to be painted of you on a No, let's make that a birthday goal. Yeah. 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 My birthday is November 26th. Make it note in the podcast. I would put all my podcast listeners, I would like a portrait of me as a war queen. That means you have to figure out who I am. (laughs) <laughs> on Twitter. I feel like if we have I fans, like, quote unquote, they, they <laughs> by that point, point we're going to know who they are. Yeah. Mm, my mom doesn't have painting skills, sorry. All She's right. a listener. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. It's not our moms, this is a mom. Our moms? Our moms. moms. <laughs> and our moms. best friends from high school, and that's it. Yeah. Nobody else. <laughs> and Ian's love you. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We have a great listener base. They're all dedicated and they all love us. It's great. So, what could you want more than that? So, yeah. Okay, so we got these war elephants that right. are fucking shit up. And so they use these to to chase out the different garrison towns and, and like all the, the Chinese forces in, in what we would now think of as northern Vietnam. Right. Uh, and and they get enough people just thrown out, fleeing in panic, that the, the people sort of popularly declare the sisters co-queens. Amazing. Uh, Again, ruling by consensus. Exactly, ruling by consensus, and also it's not like if this were a Game of Thrones story, which up until this point it almost could be, uh, it it would normally have the ladies betraying each other or threatening to, but in this case they're all on the same path. And it seems from what right because in real life women support each other. Oh, oh, like Xerxes. Come on, man. That's not like a realistic portrayal of a woman. Well, it's a realistic portrayal of a woman who's had to deal with the patriarchy her whole life. Alright, so co-queens. Right, it, it seems I like from what... I love that Katie is so committed to keeping us on track. <laughs> yeah, from what I'm I... committed to keeping us on track, just... but I'm also drunk enough that I can't speak clearly. Love it. <laughs> That's how she keeps tapping people now. That's how we know I'm tipsy. That's how we know I'm tipsy. <laughs> this is what old people do. Yeah. I'm trying to teach you that old people. Geriatric Nita. Thank you. Anyway... They're co-queens. From what I can tell, Truck, T-R-A-E-C, as I recall. Truck. Is, is sort of like the, the, I don't want to say spiritual center, but like she's the thing that like all the initial terrible shit happened to and sort of rallied everyone and is, is sort of the, uh, the, the, the rallying person. And then Ni seems to have been, from the couple of references I could see, the comparison between the better like actual fighter but clearly neither of them was any slouch because they managed to chase out the representatives of this enormous empire. Amazing. And that was in 40 um, AD or CE, again. I, I'm just a defaulted AD, so I'm going to run with that, but I can try to do both. Uh, it's AD. Keep it going. Okay. Uh, so so they, they run a country for three years, during which 
the details of exactly what sort of ruling changes they made or anything, but mostly it seems like they stopped with the confusion shit and they they kicked out the tax collectors and stopped collecting those taxes. You know, they, they, there must have been... They, I mean, clearly there were problems with it because part of the issue was they weren't collecting any taxes to maintain a military to prevent what you can already guess from the fact that I said there was a thousand year Chinese domination must have been coming, which is that the uh, the emperor back in China heard about this and then they appointed their guy Ma Yuan, M-A space Y-U-A-N, not Chinese either, uh, <laughs> in terms of my pronunciation, he, he was. Uh, <laughs> he was. <laughs> yes. They brought over the Scottish guy named my own. No. Um, and he, he had the admi admittedly badass title of He Who Calms the Waves. But uh, and by by all accounts he wasn't particularly brutal in his suppression. He just had a fantastically enormous army at his disposal. Because he'd led it in, in suppressing various rebellions elsewhere, mm -hmm. and then they sent him down south, and there was just nothing that, that could be done by the Trunks sisters to resist it. Uh, and so they're defeated, and, you know, depending on, on how fantastical your account gets, either they were captured and decapitated, or they threw themselves into the river and drowned themselves, which would be traditionally appropriate, and, and more of the accounts seem to agree on that. Okay. Or they literally ascended into the clouds and are hanging out up there still. I like that better. Which, Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. They're in the clouds. Yeah. Um, Being badass yeah. on their elephants. As hell. So every, every time I save a document to the clouds, the trunks <laughs> <sisters, laughs> yeah. are carrying the it towards us to go. On an elephant. On an elephant. They're carrying the file. That's how they decided to go with the cloud. They were like, well, the trunks sisters can be the like, yeah. keepers of the cloud. Yeah. I think this episode should be titled Trunk Sisters Equal Cloud. Cloud. Yeah, <laughs> Tongue Sisters in the cloud. In the cloud. So, so trying to think of ways I could distinguish the story from from others like Boudicca, where it's just like a lady that you know was a warrior, and so in effect <clears throat> exhibited what could be described as sort of traditionally toxic masculine characteristics in terms of fighting and stabbing people. You prefer the term uh, sisters. sisters. Yeah, they're sisters. No, and they did it together. They did yeah. it together. So those yeah, are those with are two things. And with the, yeah, that's awesome. So it was a whole unit, and so that's one thing. And then another was there is this sort of matriarchal culture versus mother. Yeah. And then the last thing is that so they weren't successful. They didn't throw out the Chinese forever. There would be another 900 years of here's Han and then subsequent dynasties of China running mm -hmm. shit. But part of that, there had been no sort of organized resistance movement in, in Vietnam. And every subsequent one would refer back to these two ladies as, as an inspiration and uh, sort of justification for whatever they were doing. That's pretty that's amazing. Yeah. And so yeah. what happened against the, the Chinese, what happened against the French, it would happen against the Americans during our time there, and to the state it brought out. And uh, supposedly Donald Trump mentioned these sisters when he was in Vietnam recently, and so part of the reason I wanted to talk about them on this podcast is so that, that at least there would be a way people could hear about it other than that, like, shaved orangutan... <laughs> 
skin filled with <laughs> diarrhea, uh, like they'd have an option other than that to hear yeah. about the Trung Sisters. And that's a white man saying that. So um, fascinating that, that he talked about that. I can't imagine he knew by that. He doesn't. Uh, no. Yeah, he no pronounced it. They were not in a porn. So somebody somebody was trying to troll him. They're like, mention the drug sisters. <laughs> I love Asian ladies. They're gorgeous. They're great. Yeah. Hey, that was a really good impression. Yeah, nobody yeah. loves Asian ladies more than me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love the Asian. Wow, it, do that, it should do that be noted. Dude, that was insane. That was pretty good. It also should be noted like, at this point that Ian's actually, impression is accompanied with the appropriate hand gestures, yeah. which really yes. are the PS de It's like the okay, but with the wrong fingers. Okay, so do it again. Do it with the creepy <laughs> I, fingers. It's I, the wolf pack, but like creepy. I and have the weird. best hand gestures. <laughs> you also have to do the stank face. The <laughs> I look like you just ate a lemon, but also it smells yeah. really bad. <laughs> Really, really. <laughs> it was actually really it good. It deeply disturbs my fiance when I do it. Yeah. Also, I get laughs, so I can't stop. She's doing like, it. and you're sleeping on the couch today. Yeah. I don't want anything. She's like, this is hilarious. It. Please don't try this to. This is hilarious. Me. I'm no longer attracted to you. So, <laughs> I think that's part of being in a relationship yeah. and being like, there are so many times I'm not sexually attracted to you. It is hilarious. I love you, but I hate you. I love you as a person. I just think you're disgusting. You're super funny. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah so, that is a really great summary of a long time. So this podcast is teaching you not only history, but how to do impressions of our That's true. president. My Let's not throw that word. Right. Uh, <laughs> whether we like it or not, Wait, he's our president. Obama, right? Because he, I have no president. He's our president. And we'll have to deal with it. He's you're no, a president. Y'all, I feel privileged. He's our president, and that's because we live in a country that could elect this man, and we live in this country oh, too, so it's all of our responsibility to take action and you know, change it. You know what my boss so said the other our day? our president. She said, did you see what your president did the other day? And I was like, my president? <laughs> don't don't <laughs> shove it up on me. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she is a black woman, so... Uh, like, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, actually? She's that's like, fair. She gets to say she that. She gets to say that. But I was like... As an elementary school teacher today, we, my co-teacher and I, uh, at one point compared our students who were behaving very unkindly towards each other as Trumpian. And some of them were like, really? And I was like, yeah, when you tell someone else they're stupid. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what me- yeah. means to be I love how the back they were like, like oh, 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 I know. Okay, I'll I fix it now. What kind of community you like teaching? Because they're like, uh, oh, I'm Trumpian. What do you mean? <laughs> my my favorite story about this is there was a, a children's march right around the first women's march, and this was right around the Billy Bush grabbed them by the pussy like comment, and uh, unprompted, a good friend of mine's son made a sign that just said. Uh, no grabbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she was like, nice. "How she old was, is he? Are you listening?" I think at the Are time he was seven. Love it. It was just like you know, his mom was like, "This is how you act towards towards humans. Yes. Like, yeah. you know this what? is how you mature into like no you know." Way. 
I literally childhood no grabbing at a seven year old today. So that <laughs> sign is yeah, actually I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, For the record, it actually said we don't grab. Oh, so, well, which is I'm yeah sure something I yell. We don't you know we don't grab. We don't hit. Like yeah. these are things I'm I yell seven, at the kids. And I know we don't <laughs> yeah. grab. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, aware of it. Yeah. 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 So I think to wrap up. Well, he's got more. I've got, I just, I I had a couple of vignettes sort of that I wanted to to bring in. Because I promised yard long breasts and I'm I'm going to deliver. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about the yard long breasts. But before I get to them. What uh, did they do with them? Was it a weapon? (laughs) Amazing. Love it. Hope it is. Go So so one of the the little side stories that was mentioned in in passing a lot of the times reading about the Trunk Sisters was this, uh, one of the, not female generals, but captain named... Fung Thi Chin, P-H-U-N-G space T-H-I space C-H-I-N-H with various diacritic marks, uh, was pregnant as shit during the closing battles of the war, and according to legend, gave birth while defending the left flank, That's amazing. and grabbed the baby, and then sort of just kept doing her shit with, no. with the yeah. baby and yeah. the sword. Yeah. And then, Still attached, I'm assuming. Uh, you know, they did not no, describe the like placentectomy or whatever it's called in the course of the the little bit that I read, but uh, but I assume because otherwise that's throwing off your balance. Yeah, it's, dang, it's like a pendulum yeah. down there. You can't do that. It's not like a pendulum. Uh, not <laughs> someone. It's like when you have a baby hanging out of your. The placenta no, hanging the, off the baby the, that's in your arm. Yeah, we're talking about Not that it turns out to matter long term because when she found out that the Trunk Sisters had killed themselves, supposedly she killed the baby and herself. <gasps> but oh. point is, oh. she was in it to win it. She was not oh. half-assing uh, yeah. her commitment to she the was liberation movement. Yeah, well, that yeah, was one of the three things suggested. Either they were decapitated, or that the original sisters were either right. decapitated, or they threw themselves into a river and drowned themselves, or they walk around in the clouds. Those were the three. Either way, they, they cloud. died at the end yeah. of all this. They're in the Definitely cloud. She's already all right. She's like, I'm, I'm on the that ground That is level. amazing. Uh, crazy. You're so then, a saint, too, right? You're going to tell us about? A saint? Well, not a saint. It's, well, like, sort of a saint. Uh, for the Catholics, so no, not even not even in that sense. Um, she says in case she's called the Vietnamese Joan of Arc, which is like the West being super lazy about their metaphors. They were just like, "You're a lady who didn't have sex and fought some people, so you're Joan of Arc now." Okay, uh, Joan of Arc, a hell of a sorry. <laughs> Episode title: Joan of Arc got hell on me. Anyway, that's another. You can sign up to tell the story of that one. But uh, let me make sure. Right. So, so her actual name, even in this case, is unclear. But Lady Triu, T R I E U, led a slightly less successful sort of revolutionary movement. She still fought for a while. Still rode on an elephant. Got to do all that. She's described in a lot of the texts on both sides as being about nine feet tall and having yard-long breasts. Oh, which she yeah. would tie behind her back, which I hope to God means she, like, oh like they were wrapped in a thing she tied and did not tie the literal <laughs> things. Anyway, so we yeah. all have, do you have anything else for us? Oh, yes. the Trung sisters? I just want to I, sure. I have a quote from, the, and it's, this is the last it's thing, I feel like it was, no, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I have a quote by Lady True, one of the people that were inspired by the Trunk Sisters, who, who never, like, successfully threw out the, the Chinese, but again, has streets named after us, temples and things in Great. Vietnam to this day. I, I just, I wasn't sure if the quote would be better read by uh, a lady, 
Uh, okay. So, Anne Marie. so yes. Marie's got it. No, the, Katie's the, got the top, it. I got it. All right. The top paragraph. One of Katie. One of the two Katie's. One half of a Katie. All right. I'd like to ride storms, kill sharks on the open sea, drive out the aggressors, reconquer the country, undo our ties of serfdom, and never bend my back as concubine to any man. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Ooh, that gave me chills. That's that's what she said. Uh, Her brother was trying to talk her out of rebellion, and she said that to shame her brother into not only shutting the fuck up, but helping, like, raise a rebel army. Fuck yeah. Um, Yeah, that's amazing. I cannot wait to shame my brother later this evening. Yeah. I also also saw that there's, like, a, a poem that came out in the 15th century. I do not know anything about any poem. It's just uh, two lines. Okay. And it says, All the male heroes bowed their heads in submission. Only the two sisters proudly stood up to avenge the country. There you go. Dang. Yeah. Pretty fucking awesome. And that was 400 years later. It's true. So it's it's and, and some of the things that were written about them, and I don't know about the poem specifically, but it, it seemed like a lot of times there was dispute about whether these things had been written to sort of disparage the women and the men who didn't sort of do their own fighting or, or to praise them. But either way, it sort of has the same effect. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about it, we're just saying, like, yeah. well, regardless, they did the heavy lifting. Yeah. And yeah. You, you can get didn't. in line and, like, and yeah. get the benefits if you want, but <laughs> yeah, we did the work, so. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great story. That is a great story. I can't stop thinking about your own boobs. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, my thing of the week, one, I would like to shout out Jessica Valenti for making a big fucking stink about Kevin Williamson. If you haven't heard about this, you should Google it. Was a conservative commentator. He was hired for The Atlantic, um, which is a traditionally mainstream, more middle ground, leaning left um, media outlet that does a lot of think pieces and deep dives on the news. They hired Kevin Williamson to write a column Um, And Kevin Williamson has uh, misgendered Laverne Cox multiple times and said really transphobic stuff. He has um, compared black children to monkeys. Um, And he, yeah. And he also has called for all women who have had an abortion to be hanged, um, which is, for everybody's refresher, one in four women in America. So he called for 25% of all women in this country to be hanged. Um, and the Atlantic hired him and Jessica Valenti just started calling attention to this and tweeting about it nonstop. Um, and as a result, a couple of other orgs hopped online, NARAL and Ultraviolet and Reproaction all called for him to be fired, um, as well as a ton of other like feminist journalists. And, um, he was fired today from the Atlantic. And what's his name? His name is Kevin Williamson. And we hate him. And we hate him. (laughs) He's garbage. We're all drinking. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I would say that dead sober. Earlier today, I called an editor at the Atlantic who still called him a nice guy, a bag of dicks. So I'm fine with it. Um, can I also ask a question? Because Kevin Williamson is also the name of the guy who did Dawson's Creek. Okay, I don't think it's, it's not the same guy, right? <laughs> like, if it is, okay. if it is, that would be like so nice. Like the guy who like wrote and like produced no. and like directed Dawson's Creek. Different characters. Just to, to be, be safe, clear, this we is, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we have both of them. What a 
them is the dickhead. But um, he was fired away from the Atlantic in no small part to the fact that Jessica Valenti brought this up. And I think it's a reminder that when we raise our voices and throw a big shit bit, that sometimes it isn't just a shit bit and it actually can enact change. Great. So keep throwing shit bits. Um, my person is Erin Bailey. I just had to look up her name. Um, so the first gay pride parade is happening in Columbus, Indiana, which is Mike Pence's hometown, <laughs> which is actually where my mom's from. Sorry to talk about my mom's hey, so mom. podcast, but that's like that's her hometown. And, um, it's just like a town in, in Indiana. So it's Southern Indiana, but yeah. it is a large ish town. It is the, um, headquarters of Cummins, which is an enormous, um, construction and an engineering company yeah and it tends to run super conservative it's it's, but they're having i mean they're i think this is just so important for people to be like um mike pence your life is built from gay people like the things you've made the places you go your life is full of lgbtq people like don't pretend like you're somehow immune to this and that you're oh it just annoys the crap out of me so just aaron bailey leading the gay pride parade she's a high school student oh um, she's a high school amazing. student yeah, Fuck yeah. And she, like, organizing yeah. yeah. cheers to you aaron bailey you can't drink yeah, it but cheers, we're, 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 <laughs> we're having, we're having some hot for you don't go drinking <laughs> just so yes. <laughs> sorry katie <laughs> one of the katie's just choked on my beer <laughs> All right, other Katie, what you got? Um, well, first of all, just as a Hoosier, um, A, fuck Mike Pence. B, mm-hmm. Mike Pence Ever only agreed to be the, on the vice presidential ticket because conservative Hoosiers hated him. Mm-hmm. That's how bad he was at governing that Republicans turned against him. Anyway. Um, my, uh, woman of the week is not so much an individual as a bunch of fucking women because teaching is a primarily, uh, female occupation Mm -hmm. in this day and age. And there are teachers in the vast majority of Oklahoma and large parts of Kentucky who are striking right now. They are saying that there is not enough being paid to education not only to educators in terms of their salary many 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 teachers have to take on second and third jobs in order to make ends meet particularly if you have families but also uh just the schools themselves don't have enough money like i saw a story where a teacher in oklahoma posted a picture of her classroom the chairs were falling apart. The books were the textbooks were falling apart, and people people yeah. who are wonderful crowdfunded about forty thousand yeah. dollars towards her school, which is great. Yeah. But but that that's money, not their problem. We like, shouldn't crowdfund is, schools. It should be yeah, no, it should be yeah. funded. We shouldn't crowdfund taxes. Are supposed to be crowdfunding. <laughs> And, yeah, and you think like about, like... The only I, thing I should crowdfund is a new TV for myself. And even <laughs> then, it's like... Like, I know I'm from a very rural area in Illinois, and I uh, have my sister-in-law as a teacher, uh, a lot of my friends are teachers. They buy their own students' school supplies because yeah. they can't, like, they can't afford them, they can't provide them in their classroom, and they can't get the money funded, so yeah. they just have to supply everything. They have no staff support. Um, like my sister-in-law was like, had a horrible flu, 
they didn't have any money to pay a sub. So yeah. she had to go to work. Like, that's terrible. And, and the two two of the things that, that, that make me the most angry is, one, we keep talking about um, gun issues and mental health issues and the intersection of those two things, but we are not willing to pay for school counselors. Schools yeah. are great at identifying kids who yep. need help, but we yeah. are not great at the resources available to get those kids help. Yeah, where yeah. do they go after that? After they're identified, how do they get? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. The the other thing that really uh, pisses <clears throat> me off is that schools are teachers are uh, treated not so much as professionals as people who care so because they care so much for their children they are expected to spend their own money on their children we doctors care a shit ton about their patients we do not expect doctors to pay their own money to pay for bandages or other medical supplies i, I don't know why those two two are treated as different things uh but i can just say to all of the teachers primarily women, but men as well, to all the teachers who are striking in Oklahoma and Kentucky and anywhere else who might decide to strike, we see you, and education is incredibly important. We support you. I think it's also, like, just this gender issue. Like, there's this classic scenario where the mom picks up the kid from school, and it's like, of course you are, and the dad... You're such a great dad. Can you believe he's... Yeah. He's babysitting his kids. Yeah, like... Doing your fucking job. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a dad. It's not babysitting. You're not getting yeah. paid for it. Yeah. yeah. If you've got kids, it's your responsibility to take care of them. Male, female, whatever you land on gender. Yeah. It's your responsibility. I say that for not only the benefit of gender equality, but also people in grocery stores who don't watch the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I just tell you right uh, <laughs> If you're just, just because you're grocery shopping doesn't excuse you. Or go ahead, Timmy, stand on the left side of the escalator. Nobody's trying to get on a train so they can get home. Okay, my kids will family. never escalate. Teach your kids good manners. Yeah. <laughs> Laura. All right. All right. So mine is a little more lighthearted than those. Yeah. So the uh, NCAA Final Four was happening woo woo. sports and uh, Loyola Chicago was in it. Sports. I don't know if any of you care about sports. Yes. I heard about Chicago. So um, Loyola Chicago is a Jesuit Catholic school. Cool. And uh, their like team chaplain is a 98 year old nun named Sister, Sister Jean. Jean. Sister Jean. Biggest badass there is in sports right now. Uh, so she would uh, be on the sidelines at every single game, and one of the players is quoted as saying, like, I thought she was just going to come in and, like, pray, and she would say the prayer, and then she'd be like, yo, you need to start boxing out and watch out for 23 because <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, awesome. I also read an article about how uh, every morning after a game, she would email every player individually and be like, good morning, Aww. the Lord is with you. This is what you did wrong last night. <laughs> these are the ways but the that, Lord's with you. So these are the ways that you need to improve. These are the things that I saw that you were not doing right. However, here's a hundred things that you're doing well. Like she would Aww. always give them so much like positive reinforcement. That's so nice. So then I, uh, they made it to the final four. Um, and I saw this really hilarious article um, by a guy who writes for the NCAA. Mm -hmm. Essentially, he was saying, like, 
he has covered so many things. Like, he's covered Michael Jordan. He's covered Kobe. He's covered, like, the biggest games ever. And he walked by this press conference, and he was like, what the hell's going on in there? And they're like, oh, Sister Jean's in there. <laughs> and, like, she was the biggest story of the NCAA, not only because they were a Cinderella team, yeah. but because she was just such a presence on the sideline. And after every game, the first person they went to was Sister Jean, like, giving her hugs, giving her kisses. That's and, like, amazing. I just think that is so fucking cool and yeah. I, I love Sister That's Jean. Dope. We've really talked about Catholics a lot on this podcast today yeah. but we love you Sister um, Jean. You seem Sister great. Jean you are Sister fucking Jean. rad and I think yeah. you're cool. Yeah. That's it. Dope. Sister Jean. Um... I guess on the uh, the note of Catholics, my uh, Catholic Church confirmation sponsor, my grandma, my namesake, another Anne Marie, um, uh, told me a really great story last summer that I wanted to go roller skating because that's like my hobby. I really like roller skating. I also like winter sports, but like in the summer, I gotta fuck with something. Yeah, so it's roller skating, and. My grandma was like, don't go to that roller rink. Like, I haven't gone back there since 1965. Oh, no. And I said, why? And she said, this is my grandma who does not identify as a feminist. I have asked her directly. She does not. She said, well, they, they told me back then that if my daughter was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and not a dress, that she was not welcome to skate. And I was able to go home Bullshit. swap her outfit and skate there as much as I wanted but instead I just never went back and yeah wow. awesome hell yes and I think that she stood her ground without even maybe recognizing that shout herself. out to all the grandmas who stood their ground in the smallest way possible and the way that they felt comfortable doing yep. yeah shout out to them my grandma's a pretty rocking catholic Okay, I think that's it for now. Much love, XOXO. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.